0: Commutify presents Between the Lines with Andy Keaton. Each week, we explore the challenging issues transportation demand management professionals face on their journey to transition commuters from driving alone to more sustainable, shared and active commuting habits. Be sure to subscribe to hear next week's episode and check out our exclusive commuter playlists on Spotify. This is Between the Lines with Andy Keaton. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Between the Lines. I'm Andy Keaton, and today we're joined by Jean Sanson. Uh, Jean is the Senior Transportation Planner at the City of Boulder in Colorado and an instructor with the Masters of the Environment Program at the University of Colorado Boulder. She has dedicated her 20-plus year career to the field of transportation planning, and her work includes planning major transit infrastructure investments such as the TexRail Project connecting Dallas and Fort Worth, a commuter rail network for the Phoenix region and an innovative multimodal transportation system for Bryce Canyon National Park. And in her current position at the city of Boulder, she's leading efforts to transform Boulder's regional commuter corridors from car oriented highways to corridors that offer convenient travel options. But today we're talking not about that day job, but about her second job as an instructor um, within the Masters of the Environment Program, which fun fact, is uh, the program where I got my master's degree uh, a few years ago. So Jean, thanks for being on.
1: Thanks, Andy, good to be here.
0: And today we're going to be talking about this idea of educating future transportation leaders and why doing this will help save the planet. Um, this is a fun topic. It's a little different than what we normally talk about, so I'm excited to get into it. Um, and near and dear to my heart, as a former MEN or myself, But can you tell us a little bit about first, what is MENV, the Masters of the Environment program at CU Boulder, and what course do you teach specifically within it?
1: Yeah, sure. So the Masters of the Environment graduate program at CU is, it's a two-year program and it's interdisciplinary and it's really neat. There are a few different specialization areas. So students can concentrate on environmental and natural resource policy, renewable and sustainable energy. Um, A newer one is sustainability in the outdoor industry, which is really interesting and exciting. Yeah, I don't think that was there when you were a student. It
0: wasn't,
1: no. No, I know. Um, Sustainable food systems is also super interesting. And then I teach within the specialization area of urban resilience and sustainability. So, you know, and students have the option to take classes between the different specializations areas. Again, this is an interdisciplinary professional program, and essentially it's designed to give students the knowledge, the skills, and the practical experience to become leaders in this, you know, 21st century where we're faced with these complex environmental challenges. And um, it's a really fantastic program, and I'm privileged to, to be an instructor there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I loved it. It was great. It got my got my toes wet in a lot of different uh, a lot of different disciplines, which was really interesting. And like, I knew I wanted to be in environment. I'm like What does that mean? So I got to take a lot of classes found found transportation. So um, I guess, you know, I did something well there with getting me in there. So can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, the course you teach on transportation? What is that like? Who's taking the class? What are the, the you know, maybe that some of the topics you actually talk about?
1: Yeah, you bet. So I teach a course called Transportation, Mobility, and Sustainable Cities. That's a mouthful, but that's uh, a fun name, though. It is. (laughs) It is a fun name, and um, you know what I teach is um, I teach the not just the theory of transportation planning, but the history, where we are today, and where we want to go in terms of how transportation is going to help us achieve our greenhouse gas targets our climate initiatives, our quality of life initiatives. And um, it's really fun and interesting. I talk about why transportation and, you know, oftentimes folks don't really stop to think about how they travel around during the day. And and not a lot of folks who are in my class are really coming from a transportation field. So we talk about how there's this revolution in transportation happening, right? Like, you know, when my students were born, we weren't ordering cars and trips on our phones, right? But we are today. Um, You know, and we didn't have electric cars and we didn't have e-bikes and we didn't have a lot of the choices that we have today. So there's this revolution happening about how we think about transportation from a more auto focused discipline to one that is just strictly multimodal. I mean, the idea is that we need to be providing our communities. With transportation options that are fast and efficient and reliable, and not dependent on single-occupant vehicles, so it's exciting. It's exciting to think about how goods movement has changed. So, for example, we weren't having our um, Uber Eats come and bring dinner to us, you know, a couple nights a week, but now we are. What does that mean for our transportation system and our our, our network of, of roadways and? So I talk about that, and we also talk about um, kind of the, the history of like where we've been because a lot of the solutions that we're looking at um, in terms of creating sustainable transportation systems is getting back to basics. Like our students find it really surprising that, you know, L.A. was built up around a trolley system. I mean, that, yeah. was really the back, <laughs> that was the backbone of transportation in Los Angeles of all places. Right. And so, you know, we can't really talk about where we're going until we understand where we've been. And so we spent a lot of time talking about that. We also talk about innovations in technology, as I mentioned, like there are different ways we're traveling today, either, you know, by phone and this kind of on-demand type service. And then, you know, the electrification automation of transportation, right? Are we all going to be driving automated vehicles or not driving, sitting in self-driving vehicles in the future? And what does that mean for us? And then we spend quite a bit of time talking about How decisions are made related to transportation planning. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're in a period right now where we're rethinking how we use our roadway space and what's an equitable distribution of that space. There's such tension between how we use it. And so we talk about that. And we also talk and then we talk about how decisions are made about how those um, choices are made to distribute space within the public realm for people to move in different in different modes. And then finally, I would say that we do spend um, quite a bit of time also talking about transportation funding and financing, right? So um, I'm sure that you talk in your other podcasts about um, sort of the dire needs that we have to invest in our transportation system. And so from a very practical standpoint, we talk about funding sources and options and different ways of moving forward whether it be taxes on vehicle miles traveled or other resources so um, it's very holistic um, like i said for many of the students it's really an introduction to this topic and kind of a third eye if you will for the first time they're thinking about how they move and how they travel in a different way in fact one of the first things that we do is a travel diary survey and we have students try a different mode of transportation. It's a little bit challenging during COVID, but pretty fun prior to COVID to get folks to travel in a way that they hadn't before whether that's, you know, an e or a bus or, you know, something that they're just going to try the, for the first time and understand like what worked well, what didn't. And that's a, just a fun way to start thinking about how we move through our communities.
0: That sounds like an amazing class. I mean, like you weren't teaching when, when I was, when I was going through this program, unfortunately, this sounds so fun. I love the idea of a travel diary. I mean, that's like, that's super cool. Like, let's actually get out there and try them. I feel like a lot of people in the transportation industry who've been in it forever, there's plenty of modes that they probably never actually used. And so like, you know, you actually have to use it to understand. I think it's a
1: great idea. Well, Um, I mean, I, you know, I didn't start my career as a transportation planner, I kind of fell into it. Um, But that said, I was a consultant commuting between Boulder and Denver for about 16 years, and I rode the bus every day. And I didn't ride the bus because I'm a transit evangelist. I rode the bus because it was faster, cheaper, more reliable, and I had to pay for parking. Right? So, you know, when we think about it from the user experience, I think that really shapes how we think about the transportation industry moving forward.
0: Yeah, and I think this is. I mean, this is great because we. One of our first podcast episodes was with uh, Jessica Alba, who was talking about, uh, the TDM CP, the TDM certification program that the uh, Association for Commuter Transportation puts on, and uh, all the things when I went through that program to get that certification. Like everything you're talking about is exactly what this certification is. It's understanding that the history of it, understanding funding, understanding all the different modes, how they work, how you they interact with people. So this, I mean, I feel like you're doing a good job uh, <laughs> actually putting the right information in front of people. It's really interesting. Um, I'd love to actually talk a little bit more about the students ta- taking this class. Um, before, before we got on, we were talking about kind of new, you know, young professionals and what their outlook is. And and you said that young professionals don't hold the preconceived notions of what is, but are pursuing what we want our communities and our planet to be. I thought that was interesting. Can you talk a little bit more about like what you mean by that and what you're seeing from the, the people taking your class?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question, Annie. You know, what I'm seeing is that we're getting students from, you know, just a variety of disciplines. So I have students who, you know, left the real estate industry to come to the sustainability program. Um, I have students who are coming from undergraduate school and have really focused on the hard sciences and are stepping back into the, you know, broader environmental studies um, realm of education. I have students who've worked for nonprofits but but the single thread that I see through all of these students is that they're they're attracted to the idea of sustainability. They're attracted to the idea of what we've done historically isn't working and it's their job and it's their mission to change how we think about our systems and how we move forward in a way that isn't isn't creating the the climate challenge that we that we're facing now, but finding a way to to move out of that. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say to move out of the old paradigms of, mm-hmm. of how we live and how we travel and how we uh, arrange ourselves from a you know, community and a society perspective to do so in a way that's more harmonious with our environment. So it's just this, you know, and again, it, it, it transcends transportation, right? Because I've got students who are studying, you know, agriculture and food sustainability but they all have this singular mission, which is you know, exciting for me. And I think what I'm also finding is that particularly for the students who are pivoting from careers and coming back to, to a graduate program, is that they're looking for something more inspiring and they're finding it here. So that's really you know, just heartening for me to see.
0: And I, I like actually one of the points you made, which is that people are taking this course who aren't likely going to be transportation planners right but you're still giving them the and having these discussions around the importance of transportation and why you know why it impacts every you know everything going on around them i wonder like is there a you know what is the benefit of having a class that's teaching transportation to people who actually aren't going to be doing anything in transportation like what are they getting out of it for their future careers that you think is going to be beneficial to kind of society and to transportation it's kind of a Big question, but <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess I, I, yeah, I would beg to differ. I think that it, you know, regardless of what you do, transportation is going to impact your world, and particularly yep. your professional world. Whether it's you know, sustainable agricultural systems and how we move those goods between cities, um, mm-hmm. you know, to um, I've got a student who's who's following her passion for um, zero waste management again. All having to be transported somewhere so that could be you know the goods movement side of things I think it also relates to you know thinking about the outdoor industry and um, how businesses are developed and how they' how they're developed in such a way that you know they're providing sustainable travel options for their employees and for their consumers and how things are packaged and moved. Um, you know, between the point of origin and destination. So, um, you know, it's interesting, I think that what it does transcends the transportation industry. Again, it's all about our systems and how they interact with each other, whether it's someone who's going into, you know, urban land use planning or smart growth planning, you know, transportation is the foundation, you know, that supports these types of smart growth initiatives, etc. So, creating those connections is super important and then what i've found is that you know i teach a pretty small class i've had between like nine and 12 students is that i hook them and i have um (laughs) i do i've got um you know i have three students who are right now um employed in the transportation industry who hadn't thought of that as a career path beforehand so that's pretty fun and And quite a few students who are very interested in the energy sector and how this all relates to the electrification of vehicles and charging infrastructure and really understanding the nuts and bolts in that, which is kind of beyond my area of expertise, but we learn from each other, right? So that's been super fun to follow their progress.
0: Yeah, that's how I actually got into transportation. I was originally... Like, oh, I'm definitely going to go into energy and solar, wind or something. And then I found transportation. I was like, oh, this is so interesting because it's not just a technical problem that we can solve. There's like a huge human element to it, right? Like we can put in the best bus line in the world, but maybe no one's going to take it. So I think that's really interesting. And you can bring in that kind of interdisciplinary group of people to have those discussions around something that is inherently Kind of interdisciplinary people are using it for all sorts of things i think it's it's really cool it sounds like a great class <laughs>
1: yeah i enjoy it
0: <laughs> so i wonder like what have you personally taken from it because i know like in your you know day job you uh are a senior transportation planner you know you, you do transportation all the time with the city of boulder and you've taken time now to teach a course about transportation what have you taken from this course personally like what, like why is it so great for you to be teaching it? You know, outside of educating the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. For me personally, that's such a good question. I um, I am so inspired by the students that I teach, and you know, I've been in this industry for for quite a while, and have just recently started teaching this course within the last few years, and it's really energized me and given me the opportunity to to think hard about how. I share my professional experience and others. I bring in a lot of great guest lectures with these students. So for me, it's given me the opportunity to kind of step back from my day job, be a little bit more thoughtful about the industry that I'm in and how I would sort of curate the information that I have to share with students. So it's been a learning experience for me. And again, it's kind of pushed me into realms that perhaps I hadn't given as much thought to before. Again, like I've got students who are so knowledgeable about you know battery systems and, and such and so I'm learning as they're learning too and again my takeaway is just How in awe I am of this next generation of professionals that are coming out of these types of programs. I'm in awe with um, their ability to be critical thinkers. I'm in awe of their ability to communicate information graphically, quickly, you know, thinking about how we share information. I'm kind of a dinosaur when it comes to that, right? But for them, it comes, you know, social media and all that is just second hand, second nature to them. So again, to me, that is super inspiring and I get a lot out of teaching the class.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that's great. It's uh I think there's a lot of people who have been in the transportation space a long time and maybe are thinking about how to give back. And it sounds like, you know, this is if you can find yourself your own Masters of the Environment program and do some teaching, maybe that's a, a good way to do it.
1: <laughs> it it is. It's again, like, you know, it's motivating um, you know, for for me professionally to know that, you know, there's this really wonderful cohort of professionals that are entering the work world. But Again, also, you know, from a professional standpoint, for me, it's, it's been re-inspiring and energizing and motivating in the work that I do. So that's been fun.
0: Yeah, that's great. So we ask this to everyone, you know, every week. And, and normally, you know, we're talking about something like, oh, you know, autonomous vehicles or buses or shuttles or whatever it is. And we say, why will this help save the planet? This is a little interesting because we're talking about education and, and teaching people. Um, not a particular solution, but would still love to get your thoughts here. So, in you know, in a few sentences, why do you think educating future transportation leaders will help save the planet?
1: Right. So we know that you know transportation is a leading contributor to greenhouse gas emissions. I'm not telling you or your audience anything <laughs> they don't know, and that's all good and fine. And we know the science behind it, but you know the challenge is thinking about how people move from a personal standpoint and a community standpoint. So like you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you can put all the bus service out there that you want, but if there isn't an incentive for folks to ride it, they're not going to. So understanding those relationships and providing the sustainable transportation options that are realistic for people is so important to this equation and doing so in a way that is well integrated with smart growth land use policies is really the key to, Creating these sustainable communities moving forward. So, um, you know that's super inspiring. You can understand the science and the policy of it, um, but as important, and this is what I tell my students, the hard skills, but it's also the soft skills. Being able to communicate information, um, you know, between yourself and your colleagues, and between yourself and your community members to understand what their needs are is so important. And if we can't educate our our, our future leaders to be those skilled communicators, then we're missing the boat on anything we're trying to do to save the planet. And so that's what I spent a lot of time talking through with our with my students, encouraging them to, to continue to pursue that skill set to be able to negotiate solutions moving forward, particularly related to transportation, but it could be any discipline.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things I liked the most about the Master of the Environment program myself was like, Hard skills are great, but learning those soft skills and being able to apply it to the real world was, was really exciting. So anyone who's out there being like, hey, I might want to go back, get a master's degree, talk to Gene, um, talk to the MEMB program. Maybe it's something that's for you. Uh, this course is really interesting. I wish it was uh, available to me now. I would, I would like to sit in and, listen and, and learn a little bit from you. Um, but Gene, I mean, thanks for being on. This has been a, a really interesting kind of fun podcast, different from what we normally do. So it's been great to have you. Um and to all of our you know listeners and, and and viewers watching on YouTube thanks for listening thanks for watching uh make sure you subscribe like the podcast give us a rating it all helps um and you can find the YouTube video find all the other episodes um and subscribe as well to our email list uh at betweenthelines.io uh it's you know it's a good email list to be on because you actually get more information each week about the the podcast and can kind of um, you know dive more into the topic that we're discussing. Gene, once again, thanks for being on, and uh, I'm excited to see the the people that are coming out of your class and see what they end up doing in the world. It's going to be, I think, an exciting next uh, couple of years, a uh, few years, you know, of of what's gonna what's gonna come.
1: It's a pretty exciting time to be in the industry. So, Andy, thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure.
0: Thanks for thanks for being here and. Thanks to everyone for watching. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Between the Lines with Andy Keaton. Be sure to subscribe to hear next week's episode and check out our exclusive commuter playlists on Spotify.